here for the first episode of Lasso's The Off Season featuring Riley and Brandon Chubb. The Chubb Brothers. What's up? What's up? What's up? Thanks for coming here, guys. No, I appreciate you having us, man. Um, it's been a long time coming with uh, Lasso, our relationship with you. Uh, just, you know, being around this company and being around these, these great guys, just being able to talk, talk shop on this podcast. We're excited. Man, you're too nice. nice. Like, uh, <laughs> nice. You're not fucking running for city council right now. In prep, <laughs> we actually we dug up some dirt on you guys. Ooh, what's the dirt? I had that. <laughs> Just so sparkling clean. <laughs> exactly. That's so, like it. you guys both are from the Atlanta area, from Marietta. Yeah. What's was there like a moment in your lives where you went from just being a regular kid to like being sports phenoms? I would say yes in my life. Uh, what about you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I feel like, I feel like it didn't really hit me that I was going to be, you know what I'm saying, going to college and stuff to probably like my, going into my senior year of high school. I was just, I felt like I was just a normal athlete. Wasn't really, you know what I'm saying, outstanding to anything. And then like when I went into that senior year, that's when it really like popped off for me. And then, did you get like bigger going into that? Yeah, I got like, I was like, I'll show y'all pictures. I was skinny, you know what I'm saying? Just like kind of skinny and like lanky. They couldn't really like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't really that powerful and stuff. And then I just put on a lot of weight uh, going into my senior year of high school. And then, Brad's being modest though, because he was the, at, at 10 years old, he's the fastest kid in the state of Georgia. Um, and at yeah. running back in middle school, every time he ran the ball, he scored a touchdown. I was like, he's not going to tell you that part. But it, but it wasn't like, I wasn't feeling oh, to go to the off some, Google it. some middle school shit. You feel me? Oh my God. It was like when I got to high school, I dropped it. I, I, so, I felt like I peaked in middle school. You, in played, you played linebacker for early part of high school, right? Yeah. Is it? Did you switch to D line right when you got big? My junior year, yeah, I switched, okay. and then that's when it took off for me. That's crazy, and you were crazy fast going up. Yeah, but then I, I got <laughs> slow out of nowhere. Like eighth grade, ninth, six, like sixth, seventh, eighth grade, I was slow as hell. <laughs> really? Like, it just hit me out of nowhere. I, I guess I was like growing into my body. I just got slow as fuck. <laughs> he was that kid though. Every time you gave him the ball, he would score a touchdown. Like yeah. in elementary school, in middle school, no shit. cap, no cap, <laughs> no cap. You're wearing a cap. I'm wearing a cap, but no cap. <laughs> So, what about you? Yeah, um, I probably I probably got that experience probably in college. Um, just once I hit the field for the first time in the starting role my uh, sophomore year, and just realized that I could be on the same level as everybody else I'm playing against and everybody I looked up to, and uh, just kind of took off from there. I haven't looked back. Led the team in tackles the last two years. Uh, was a first team All ACC guy. So, um, just being in great company like that just proved it to myself. That, like you know, this is some, some good stuff. Was there a moment for you? Um, yeah, Louisville, uh, Thursday night, Lamar Jackson was a Heisman candidate at the time, uh, held him to five rushing yards and knocked him out the game. And that's, that was national TV. And that's kind of when I was like, all right, yeah, like that's cool. I arrived, you know, that's cool. So that was like, that was like my honestly most memorable game, probably besides my first start, but that was my most memorable game in college. And that's when I knew like, it's a series. So then you guys go pro, did that kind of reset the whole welcome to the big leagues moment for you guys? I wouldn't say so, no. I feel like it was just, it just everything just moved along it like it should, you know what I mean? Because uh, at the end of the day, I'm you look at these guys like, oh, these are elite athletes, and then you look at yourself like, I'm on the same level, so I, well, I'm not even going to think that I'm uh, a step below these guys, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like it just carried on for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, just saying. the only thing different is the transition, you know, being a rookie, not knowing the ins and outs of the league. Uh, that can set you back a little bit just because of, you know, catching up on things like that. But uh, just being a pro and learning how to be a pro, if you have good vets that, you know, look after you, like 
uh, how Alec Ogletree was for me or how Von Miller is, was for Bradley his rookie year, that helps a lot too, just kind of, you know, showing you the way and kind of giving you kind of like the tool guy. So it, was, uh, it wasn't that big of a, a dramatic difference. What's that like? What's that change from college to being a pro? Is it like in routine? Is it in accounting? Routine? Yeah. And I mean, just the business side of it too. There's no scholarship no more. Your day-to-day, no matter who you are. Uh, obviously, that day-to-day stretch. Uh, if you have a bigger name or you, you know, contribute more or, you know, financially contribute more, but um, it's, it's a business, you know, guys are fighting for their lives. The guys that are coaching are fighting for their lives. The people who pitch you to be in that team are fighting for their lives. So um, it's, it's just different, you know, and you see that throughout the play. I mean, preseason games and practices feel like games, you know, you probably sweat more in practice than you do in the national game because guys are practicing. Yeah, guys are competing for a spot. Can't, nothing, Nothing in my life, I think, will ever simulate a training camp in the NFL. Wow. Just because it's... <laughs> every- Honestly, this is what somebody told me, and it's like the truest shit ever. It's the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Everybody's out there fighting for their for their lives, pretty much. They Everybody's out there. Like, every day, is you just going hard, right. trying to trying to get a check. So, it's, it's honestly like the Hunger Games. And even coming in with, with like, being a top graphic and all that, did you still feel like you could be cut as quickly as anyone else? I mean, no, I, I knew I couldn't be cut as quickly, but... I, I went in there with the mindset that I'm not going to just be the, the guy that's just going, you know what I'm saying, the top guy that knows I'm safe, so I'm going to slag. I'm going to get the respect from everybody. I'm going to go ahead and prove that I, you know what I'm saying, I belong in this level. So that's what I was, that's what my mindset was going through my first training camp and all that. And I was trying to, like, just, you know what I'm saying, stay locked in as, as long as I could. Do you guys have peers from, like, the college world that um, you were close with that made the transition with you guys? Yeah, my whole D-line back in uh, college made the transition with me, one of my best friends. Uh, Jalen Samuels made transition with me. So we had about six six other guys, uh, seven including myself, get drafted this past year. So it was cool. And my roommate actually, uh, my roommate at Wake is on the uh, Bucks right now, but he made the transition with me as well. Um, and I had guys from Wake that I played with my two or three years earlier that are, were in the league that I still talked to and hung out with. So just, you know, having their two cents from it and the ins and outs, they got kind of got me with as well. So. Did you guys feel like you had kind of a mastermind of people as you were making the transition? Did you keep like a tight community or did yeah. you rely a lot on each other? Yeah, it helped me a lot having him already, you know what I'm saying, go through the whole NFL process and all that. And then my dad doing the same thing as well. So it, it helped me. <laughs> <laughs> we try to keep it professional. He's going to open the door. Classic. No, nah, but yeah, it helped me out having him on that level, just giving me, you know what I'm saying, guidance and stuff like that. And, uh, talking to my friends that, that are going through the same process with me, like, hey, I'm, I'm, this happened to me. What's happening for you? Like, so just comparing and stuff like that. So it was, it was, it was cool. I know, like in my life, like building a company, being an entrepreneur, there was a huge component of like having to have a tribe of people doing yeah. the same thing. And it's like with you guys, it, it's almost like a very parallel experience. Of course, like I don't play professional sports, but it's like you're on your own. You're building this thing. You have all of these business things around you, and then um, you guys probably experience it more than I do but there's just a lot of different types of attention you start to receive as you start to get in the spotlight. Right. So um, being like how you said, surrounding yourself with other entrepreneurs and guys like you, like-minded, uh, our network is kind of the same way because in high school, you're playing with guys that eventually go to college and in college you're playing against guys that you'll eventually go to the NFL with. And it's kind of like a, a tight knit circle of you know guys you see once a year, you play each other you're in the same conference. You guys are watching film with each other, so you always feel connected. You follow each other on social media. You guys might have came from the same high school or uh, county, uh, so you guys kind of have that mutual connection with people you might know that, you know, played as well and other football players. So 
always having that that close knit community and that that kind of circle of guys that you grew up with or kind of have that same background as you to kind of rely on and you know understand you and kind of um, help you you know when you do have this all season time to kind of build your expand your network as well. So, do you ever feel like there was somebody you played against that? Like growing up, you're like, man, I hate this dude. Like, I cannot stand playing against him. And then you get, you know, on the same team or you get in the league and, and you're just like, wow, I really like this person. But I never would have thought that on opposite teams. Yeah, I mean, I know people who, you know, I've never talked to a day in my life but played against them and, you know, hated the way they played or, you know, hated the way they were, you know, on the field. But then I'm on their team and I'm like, that's, that's a good guy. You know, he's pretty cool. He's a... Uh, He's a good person, he's a good player. You know, you, you start to respect people more too, just kind of once you know their story, know their understanding more of them and where they came from and why they do the things they do. So that, that kind of opens up your eyes as well, so. One more. <laughs> so yeah, man, I mean, the NFL is it's a, it's a, it's a business uh, at the end of the day, but at the same time, it gives you a platform to kind of leverage kind of what you want to do in your life. So if you're a businessman, you can, I always think of it like this. I'm in the NFL locker room and I'm, I'm a I'm a venture capitalist. I mean, the capital in the NFL locker room is ridiculous. You get investors just from your teammates, you know? You think about that, you got $15 million guys, you got $10 million guys. Some of these guys are getting there for 10, you know, eight years. So you think about it like that and you're a business guy or you want to invest in, you know, startup capital and stuff like that. You have a network already there for you. If you're a, you know, and we're also influencers. So if I'm a guy who just opened up a gym and. I get, you know, A-list celebrity that's in my locker room that I play with, that's my teammate to come just, to my spot. You and just post invite him to work out, you pull up, and you just like, well, yeah, picture, man. Free of that's, charge, that's, you know? Right. And then that's his network expanding now because he might have came from Colorado. So now he has 200,000 people in Colorado that love him. And now he's connecting you with his Georgia, your Georgia network and just kind of finding that mutual space. It's, uh, it's remarkable. That's what I love about the NFL as well, just the platform you're given to so kind of like, there. yeah, to venture, you know? As far as capital and all that. I mean, I know you specifically, Brandon, I haven't talked to you much, Brad, about business, but um, you're super active with investments, with stuff you do off the court. Um, but I assume you'll be going down that path too. I mean, of course, you guys have this awesome Chuck Foundation, which we went to uh, this event last night for everybody yeah, yeah. who doesn't have context. Um, these guys spend all their free time helping kids in Atlanta who couldn't afford certain opportunities or are born into situations where they're not really able to get access to certain things, learn about things like entrepreneurship, business, give them amazing experiences they never really would have had before. And you guys started while you were in college, which is pretty unheard of Mm -hmm. for anybody who's giving back. And it's like at the time, especially like with all the NCAA stuff, like you're really broke in college and you guys are still giving back. And now that's only grown over time. that's first of all just an amazing thing that that we love to just support in any way possible but which you guys have done a lot i appreciate it a little bit here and there um <laughs> but even beyond that like you guys get very involved on business things on the side mm-hmm. so do you want to talk maybe a cu- about a couple of those deals and really how how you went through the process of like vetting and deciding to jump in let's do it um to first start off uh, i talked i text brad probably two weeks ago i said yo I got something for us. And I said, in my head, we're gonna start a private equity firm. So now that's my 10 year plan, my five year plan to start a private equity firm. How do you do that? Um, I'm in Harvard Business School right now in the crossover program. Shout so out. Yeah. yeah, shout out Harvard. So just learning from those guys and you know those case studies that I'm reading up on and learning from, that kind of helps my business acumen as well grow because 
you look at Harvard and you look at Harvard Business School and all these other good schools like Tech, uh, you know, Yale, all these other, you know, top top schools, Wake as well. Those guys have successful track records when it comes to hitting the industry, when it comes to hitting the ground running with their businesses. A lot of startups come from that network of, you know, colleges I just named or people in that network. So, um, I mean, the private equity firm is, you know, the ultimate goal. You start off doing that uh, by franchising. Uh, Bradley has a few things as well. I mean, he's more in the business space too with even marketing. He doesn't even know, but he's a brand himself. And we were just talking earlier about influencers and stuff like that. I mean, you got no free smoke. (laughs) No more free smoke for sure. Anybody that knows, doesn't know what that means is, you know, no more freebies, you know? So I think we established ourselves as a brand to kind of, you know, have a reputable image that we don't really have to, you know, set handouts anymore or give out handouts, you know, it's kind of like, all right, we we built up this brand and we marketed ourselves in a way where now, you know, then let's see, let's see the offer sheet, you know, yeah. and that helps as well. That's, that's, a, that's the business, that's the business of it as well, because, you know, yeah. when it comes to that 10 year plan, so the private equity, equity firm is a big part of that. Um, what else, what else are you guys trying to do? So I'm not, I mean, go ahead. You got it, bro. You, you the business, you the mind behind <laughs> it. I'm just, I just, I mean, you tell me what, let's, 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 let's talk about the Chet Foundation. 10 years from now, hopefully the Chet Foundation is, you know, one of the largest nonprofits in the city of Atlanta, if not the state of Georgia. Um, and, you got, and Colorado. And, and Colorado, Colorado, yeah. So you got a lot of, you know, you got a lot of uh, nonprofits that are in this space. You got Usher's nonprofit. You got uh, uh, Sharif Abdul Rahim's uh Nonprofit. You got guys like that who've been doing this for a long time and have a footprint, a foot stamp, and have been doing great work in the community. So Shout hopefully, out, yeah. yeah. So hopefully, just being able to learn from them and you know connect with them and grow our network from there. And with the nonprofit space, um, it's different business thinking from like a space like you're in, just because it's not competition. You know, you're all doing goodwill, you're all doing good work. Um, so I don't think I look at it as a competition. Like I want to be better than them, or I want to, you know take their, you know, take their initiatives away and, you know, make it ours. It's, hey, how can we join together? How, do how we can join we join forces? How can we make this, the, how can we put our, y'all got the music thing, we got the football thing, how can we put all that together and just right. make this the, the city and the state just better place for everybody? Just know? maximize that impact. So, I mean, that's another 10-year plan. We have our youth football camp that we do at the Biz Stadium, which for one is unheard of. It's never been done before. But I mean, yeah, we have forty thousand people to see when I'm on with Drake. Do <laughs> yeah, not disturb. Marthas and I do not disturb. That's yeah. my favorite. Yeah, thing. same. We listen to it on the way here. <laughs> I just got my cash from the IG. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, being able to expand that from not just being a camp with kids, uh, get mentorship and you know have fun and get some health and wellness from it, but get college coaches to come there now. Now these kids are you know saving money because recruiting costs are so high and. You know, their parents will have to miss work on a Friday, Saturday to take them to the camp to get a, a offer that's not guaranteed if they're going to be offered or not. You know, a lot of opportunities we were afforded to, you know, take a risk on, they can't. So just, you know, 10 years from now, hopefully every coach in the country that that camp is scouting these kids and kids are getting scholarships. Now we're putting kids in schools and education and, you know, change the world even more. So, Why do you think you guys have such an emphasis on giving back when... I mean that's that's super rare. What where does that come from? Just I mean, we were just raised like that. Uh, yeah, our, our parents just stayed in our ear about always. You know what I'm saying? Just our, our faith and everything. Just make sure you always giving back to people less fortunate than you. And I mean, like he said, we never struggled really growing up at all. So I mean, it's it's not like we feel like we have to give back because that's where we came from. It's just the fact that we we've been so blessed. We don't we want other kids to be blessed. We want other people to be in the same 
position we are, but at, at times it's not like that at all times. So you just gotta do whatever you can to make sure those kids have a, a, a great childhood, whatever whatever it takes. Just us going up to them and saying, what's up, man? I, can, I shine, can I sign your shirt for you real quick? I'm a, I'm a top five pick. Imagine the top five pick just came up to you out of nowhere and said that. So just stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just trying to just bless the community as much as we can, honestly. And too much is given, much is required. So, yeah. I mean, you know, not saying we're millionaires or, you know, you know, Elon Musk, but we have a platform. So yeah. I feel like it's our, our, our due diligence to, to give that back much is required from us because God allowed us to be in this position in the first place. So could be a lot different. So just thankful for that opportunity as well. <laughs> That's awesome. So let's, let's talk about something more fun. Um, as you guys have grown in your careers and got more successful, I'm sure that's come with it a lot of really unique opportunities you didn't grow up with. What, what for for each of you guys is like the craziest thing? Like two things. One, what was the most starstruck you've ever been? I've had these moments where like a lot of people I'm like really cool, and then there'll be one person I'm just like very awkward. <laughs> and uh, what's the most like the thing you never thought you would ever do? So probably for me, my rookie year, uh, just going on starstruck. Um, so I was I was on the LA Rams their first year back in LA, and uh, being a Georgia guy, being a Georgia fan, probably seeing Ty Gurley, and he's a he's a large presence, a large figure oh, in himself. Man. Just seeing him for the first time, I was like, you know, then not starstruck. Like I was like, he's, oh my God, he's only like a year or two older than you. Yeah, but I mean, just like you know, being a a, a big presence in the community as far as being a Georgia Bulldog for the past few years and us growing up being Bulldogs. That's cool. You know, that'd probably be, you know, starstruck if you want to call it that. But it was like, oh, wow, like, welcome to the NFL moment type of deal. You know, like, this is this is real. And then um, probably the thing I've done that I didn't think I would ever do. Um, shout out to Southwest, man. I travel a lot, you know, yeah. just being, you know, I've never guessed me being, you know, five years ago, being a guy who just hops on a plane and just goes to a different city for, you know. Jumping on as, the jet. Jumping as on the You know, Parthen knows about my trips. I went to... The uh the Charlotte NASCAR race for three hours and <laughs> came back home. Honestly, just to Were be a pit run there for three hours. Or was it <laughs> not like even three hours? Minutes? Might have been probably the the wait in the line and the concession stands, but literally <laughs> watching the track for like thirty minutes and then dipping back to Atlanta. So just stuff like that, just being sporadic and you know getting out the house and you know exploring, going to LA, doing other things like that. You know San Diego, all that stuff. So what about this helicopter ride? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Some, like timeline. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know. Brought the best Instagram picture of my life, yeah. uh, but also <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so far. But uh, no, nah, the helicopter. Um, so it's this time last year, uh, draft's about to start. Brad's about to get drafted. Um, so we know he's going first round, which is Thursday. Um, and we know he's going to be a high pick. So that could be, you know, the first 30 seconds of the draft or the first five minutes, you know, first 15 minutes. Who knows? And um, we have uh, practice that day with uh, the Lions. I'm on the Lions at this time. We've got... Matt Patricia, he's a new head coach. So everybody, you know, has a clean slate. So you always want to make a good impression. But that Thursday we have a practice and the draft is probably like at five or six o'clock in Dallas. So they're an hour behind. And um, the, uh, Detroit to Dallas isn't a popular flight as you probably can imagine. So they only had three flights that day. And uh, one was at 12 or one was at 10 a.m. One was at like five o'clock. So I would have missed the draft and one was like at 1.30. But I wouldn't have made the 1.30 if I went to practice. So I went to Patricia's office and I was like, coach, um, you mind if I uh, miss practice or, you know, leave a little early, my brother's getting drafted. And, uh, you know, a typical, typical Patricia answer question was, uh, who's your brother? 
obviously, you know, my brother is because your, your, your predecessor, Bill Belichick, was, you know, giving him the best pointers of his life at his pro day a week ago. So it made me break my finger, too. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, oh my God. He, he kind of made it clear that I couldn't miss practice or, you know, it'd be some repercussions. So the only thing else I had left to do was to be able to catch that 130 flight and uh, catch a helicopter. Because, you know, you can imagine I'm landing, you know, an hour before the draft. So crazy traffic is at Jerry's World. So you can imagine everything's bigger than bigger in Texas as well. So uh, just a big event. And I wasn't going to make it on time. And so as soon as I landed, I caught a, a five mil helicopter from the, the airport right on top of Jerry's World. Made it, I swear to God, like two minutes before the, 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 the clock started for the first first pick of the draft. So crazy adventure. Uh, you know, like you saw the pick on the gram. You know, anybody check out my gram, at Chubb. Okay. okay. <laughs> shout, out, shout out Jerry Jones, too, man. He, man, when he doing the whole, because I was training out in Dallas, the Frisco area. That man got it on lock out there. He got apartment complexes, restaurants, anything you can think of. He's doing the biggest yeah, crazy. crazy. Yeah, Jerry's a man. He's just knocking down stuff and building it right back up. And it's, it's it's funny because that's probably not common. You probably can't catch a helicopter from Hartsville Jackson to the Ben Stadium. But like I said, everything's bigger than Texas. So you probably have those type of guys that as soon as they land, they want to catch a Dallas Cowboys game and hit a helicopter riding style. So just, you know, that goes back to Jerry Jones, just doing it big and, you know, always going big. And going that's probably how he goes to get to the game. Yeah, so <laughs> right. that's probably why that was even an option. So shout out to him. How do you even book a helicopter? Uh, so, so I literally, I'm a, I'm a Yelper. I'm a big Yelp guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I put in the, the zip code of the uh, of Jerry's World and uh, put helicopter. And I swear to God, it was like 15 different companies. No so, way. So I got to pick my poison. And um, actually, the guy, the, the pilot, uh, played high school football with Matthew Stafford. Oh, wow. So we had that connection at the time, you know, because I was with the Lions. So um, it worked out perfectly. You know, it was great customer service, got me there in a timely manner. You know, Same followed thing. up. He was cool. It was like anytime you need a helicopter, <laughs> like come up again, like, give me a shout. So uh, yeah, it was perfect, man. But yeah, Yelp, shout out to Yelp too. Hey. So we got Southwest, we got Yelp. It's one of my two favorite apps. So. They're gonna love the free advertising <laughs> for sure. No more free smoke. Yeah, we just no more free smoke. I'm tripping. You yeah. just broke both rules. Just said that. Yeah, we need a flight and a, <laughs> I don't know what Yelp can offer, but you better get a flight. <laughs> At least, real, give me ten thousand points <laughs> for what. Southwest, Southwest where that promo is. How far does that get you? That'll give me two round trips. If I book in advance. Yeah. Two round trips for a drop. For yeah. a name drop. For a name drop. But listen, if you bought during a sale, that, that total value is maybe $200. Yeah. <laughs> for facts. I think you got it. Up your price? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me, me 40000 price? You give me $40,000 for a new credit card. Go ahead and give me a $40,000 right now. You know? And a companion pass. Companion pass, that's my next goal. That's my ten-year plan too. <laughs> get enough flights to get a companion pass. So how the credit card work? Like you just spend stuff and they just give you points and yeah. flights, kind of like dollars a dollar, dollars per cent. The companion pass is one I missed out on this year. I th I filed for this card. Uh, oh, yo, that's it. That Bro. oh my god, my mom and dad. As soon as I saw that, because I already had my card too. I told my mom, my mom and dad both got companion pass. Wow. So like in your first three months, when you sign up with the credit card. If you spend like $3,000, you get 50,000 points, oh. which is like a lot of flights. But they did this promo January and February. First three months, you get a companion pass if you spend like $3,000. So a companion pass is free flights for anybody. So mom and dad got companion Yeah. It's like a plus, oh. it's like a plus <laughs> it's one a plus to one. every flight you book. Oh, and like me living in LA, like going back and forth with my girl is like that. That's, that's what makes perfect. sense. Yeah. And then, oh, God, bro. <laughs> 
So I submit for this thing. And then immediately Barkley and I fly to LA and we're setting up there and we don't come back till like three weeks later. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. There's going to be a card and a companion <laughs> pass waiting for me in, in the mail. There's an envelope. It's from like Chase. I, I think the card was through Chase. Mm -hmm. And it says, hey, we suspected this is this is fraud. fraud? No. And they're like, if you really want the credit card, <laughs> please let us know before like February or something. Yeah, had, just it had already passed. So I called and they're like, yeah, the promotion's over. I was like, no. <laughs> One of my friends told me though, um, yeah, I'm just gonna share this trick. So when there's like a $3,000 spend, you tie that card to your Venmo and just Venmo yourself from somebody else's phone, $3,000. And the credit card fee is like maybe 200 bucks, but that's the same cost yeah. as one, one flight, right? right. So mm -hmm. like if I'm going from LA to Atlanta, I might as well just spend it on Venmo as a credit card fee, and then I can take Barkley with me, and that's Man. a wash on that flight, and you have it like a month earlier than you yeah. would have had it. Just the, just the only thing I don't like about Southwest, just the pick your own seat thing. Um, uh, you don't like that? I mean, it's hit or miss. Like, if you get A, if you get A5, you know what I'm saying, you, you solid. But if you get like A13 or 14, 15, somebody might take that seat that you want. You know what seat do you want? I want the A's row with the with no seat in front of it on the right side of the plane. So it's a, it's a big issue for you because there's a very specific seat you want. A very specific, yeah, okay, yeah, I guess just for me. It's a, it's a. Because I just want a window seat. So yeah, right, yeah. right. I, I could get like it as a row, that's that's cool. a plus, but you know, unless I'm going to LA, I need that, yeah, I need that as a row, but honestly, I'm good with any seat. It's like he's the front row like straight too. Yeah, the front, yeah, row, the front straight row straight too. So it's the leg room. Yeah, yeah the leg definitely room, yeah. leg room on flights for me. You see the exits, the exit rows don't recline, right? No, no, they do. They the do. ones in front of them, though. Yeah. So you sit in front of that as you're one, you don't have leg room, and, and you can't really climb. climb. <laughs> That's probably the worst seat on the plane. Yeah. That's probably the worst seat on the Southwest plane. Wow. But other than that, I think it's... I always go all the way back because okay. nobody wants to come right, back. Right, right. So there's a pretty good chance you're going to get the whole ride. Yeah, for uh, sure. I don't like sitting by the restaurant. I don't care. I don't care. I mean, <laughs> Rob's been, you can see that there's some trauma behind that scene. <laughs> yeah. You got something with smells or something? Yeah, like? yeah, yeah, yeah. Smells. Yeah. That's how it is on the train, though. I, I took a train. I was in D.C. the past two weeks doing uh, United Way stuff. And I took a train from D.C. to New York. Amtrak, real nice train. Yeah. But they kept leaving the bathroom door open. Just I swear, it was, home, it was wide ass open for like a two like hours. It was awful, oh, bro. God. And it was just like something so obvious, but like, you know, people were missing the point. They closed the door behind you, bro. It's a sliding door, you know? And I'm sitting in the front of the train because I get the most leg room. It's, you know, I can lay out on the floor if I wanted to. You should have stopped and be like, hey, bro. I did. Door. That's what I started doing. <laughs> but I was still trying to vibe, you know, and yeah, had, yeah, the, yeah. had the earphones and then, you know, getting in my zone, had the wizard on repeat. But <laughs> never stopped. How long was the uh, train ride? Uh, it was like two and a half. It's at the express. So. How long was the train ride from San Diego to LA? That's how we did it. About an hour? Yeah. Train rides are the best, honestly. Amtrak. Amtrak's awesome. It's awesome. What Shout kind of out. spot you got in LA? What kind of spot? Yeah. Just a one bedroom. I'm thinking, I wanna, I was telling Brandon, he was, Come through. he was asking me, I was thinking like getting a spot in San Diego. I don't, I, I, I'm just talking, but I think I want one. You in San mean? Diego? Yeah. Or retired like in San Diego. San Diego's a spot. You're retired yeah. 22? <laughs> no, nah, no, I'm saying <laughs> I could just get a, you know, what I'm saying a little yeah. summer spot there. I mean, an off season spot. You feel me? Off season you podcast. Shout out my boys at Lasso. Hey. Hey. Huh? Yeah, free smoke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you gonna do you train in San Diego? No, but I could start training in San Diego. You know what I'm saying? You should come up to LA. You can train with our 
Friend. The sports that uh sports yeah. thing? Yeah. I ain't doing nothing. It that's I mean that's why I'm out there is literally everybody's yeah. out there this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing about that is it'll just be too expensive out there. It's not that bad. It is that bad. Don't lie to me. It it just depends. <laughs> I really like so instead of like LA proper, I really like the valley. Like I'm in yeah. North Hollywood. It's like in the valley, but everything that I do is walkable. So like yeah, 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 all the ca- like cafes, coffee shops, whatever I do. Great weather. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, beach. Got a nice rooftop, mm-hmm. big mountains all around, the beach is 20 minutes. If I ever move to LA, I need a, a membership at Soho. You ever been to Soho? I remember, yeah. <laughs> so loud. Yeah. Yeah. The LA one is live? Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> You've been to the LA one? I've never been to the LA one. We went to the LA one with Evan. Oh, I haven't <laughs> <to> that <laughs> in West Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to go. I heard the Malibu one is That's stupid. A, I haven't checked out the Malibu one. I heard it's, it's, I heard it's, it's right next door to on the Nobu. water. I heard it's like right yeah. on the water. It, it is. It's literally yeah. right next door to Nobu. Yeah, I bet that is dumb. So, with your membership, can you get to the, like any one or just the anything LA one? except Malibu? Like, Malibu is a different membership. Why is that? Um, because the city of Malibu has like limits on how many people they allow within the, mm-hmm. the limits of Malibu. Yeah. And with Soho House having 70,000 members, the city council was Can't like- just like have everybody in Yeah, they were like, we don't want everyone to be able to come at yeah. once in case yeah. like they threw a party and 70,000 people showed up, which wouldn't happen. Yeah. But it makes sense. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Malibu gotta protect their values. Right. I heard it's dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have some friends, like my yeah. friends who, who live out there full time, usually do the Malibu membership, but it's also like, it's kind of a drive to get there. So, traffic, really. so with your membership, can you do a like a, a drop-in rate, a drop-in pass at the Malibu and just pay to get in or? No, you, you can kind of just do yeah, a drop-in. Yeah, yeah, it's gotcha. not like a, it's gotcha. not like a thing. They ain't gonna be like too mad, you just can't yeah. like. They're nice about it. Like if you've never checked it out, like they'll, they'll, they'll show you, you. Yeah. 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 but yeah. then like, if you're going more than like one time, then they'll be like, yo, you should sign up. This is not only a, a great topic because I have a question. What's the best solo house you've been to? Have you been to the ones in New York or Chicago? The one in New York, uh, I heard Chicago's great too. I haven't yeah. been to that. But the New York one they built in Brooklyn, yeah. gorgeous. For real? Because they have a rooftop pool and it overlooks. So you've got the Dumbo Bridge in front of you mm-hmm. and um, you have the whole skyline of Manhattan. Yeah. And your feet are on <laughs> this beautiful. Yeah, I love my favorite thing about the Soho houses. It's like a Miami thing. Miami thing too is like they put mattresses by the pools. They don't put like chairs, mm. so you're just like laying right, right. down. Wow. I was, you know, three feet from trying to experience that when I did my little New York trip. I got denied. So. You I, got denied. Somebody wanted to. <laughs> I just uh, somebody gave me their card. Kind of finessed it. Yeah. He didn't give me the. I'm not gonna call him by his name, but he didn't give me the rundown on. Hey, like, I'm at this one all the time, so you can't use my name at the Dumbo uh, or go anywhere else. But so. Mm. Off air, we're gonna have to get their name. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him the card and they said, "Yo, you're not this person." And I said, "Yes, I am." Try to do it confidence. You know, you gotta right, work around. Right, right, right. And she said, "No, you're you're not this person." And then Facetime that person. Oh <laughs> no! And then I walked out and you know, just called it. Did yeah. that person get in trouble? Nah, because I mean, if you if you knew that person, you would know his personality. Brad, don't say his name. You could probably guess on. Oh okay. about. Yeah, I know you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, you just have to meet him. But I mean, okay. just. Just Is a, it no one I've met? No. Just, he's a different guy. He's a great guy, but a different guy. Now I'm curious. <laughs> just a schemer, so. Yep. <laughs> wait, wait, Brad. Angle that over here. <laughs> I don't know him. Yeah, I see. 
I can't say wh- uh, where he's from just because it'll give it away. Yeah. From, you know, but. Yeah. Free man. But yeah, that's cool, man. I wanna um, I wanna check out the Chicago one. Now I gotta check out the Malibu. I haven't checked out Malibu, but I heard Atlanta's supposed to be getting one actually. Are yeah. we? So that's why that's why I joined is because we're getting one here. Mm-hmm. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Need one in Denver. Jk. <laughs> Jk. What's Denver like? I've never been out there. Mountains. Lots of mountains. Nah, I mean, all right. So this is my thing. Ah, I'm a chill dude. So you know, I, mean? I don't really be going out and stuff like that. So. I don't mind that's not much to do, but if somebody was from coming from LA or coming from Atlanta, they would hate it. You know what I mean? But it's, I feel like it's a great place to rip, like raise a family and all that. That's awesome. It's a vibe. Yeah. Peaceful. Yeah, it's just peaceful. So, yeah. but. Is it different playing at that altitude? Yeah, for sure. It's going to take you like two weeks to get like really used to it. So, like on Sunday when I go back, it's going to be it's gonna be rough for about a week, week and a half. Do you yeah, feel yeah. like when you have a home game, you play better than an away game? Or no, away game, I feel like better, just because you more you can breathe better. You feel? Yeah. Especially on the East Coast. Home here. games, do you feel like you have an advantage over guys that come in? Yeah, you yeah. can. They play this one video. It's like they call it the altitude sickness video. It's like they show the mountains and they show like how high we are above sea level, and then like they just show the people on the other sideline with the oxygen mask on, like <laughs> dead tired. So it's definitely an advantage. Yeah. And then I, I feel like even if it even if it's not an advantage. People are definitely thinking about it. Like everybody's in their ear, like, "Hey, y'all playing in Denver? It's gonna be." You know what I'm saying? So they thinking about it the whole time. So they yes, think they're tired, even yeah. though even if it's not working, they think they're tired. You know what I mean? So I feel like that helps too. I just want to uh, interrupt this real quick to acknowledge the fact that I have 230 likes in two hours on my Instagram post. Hey, that's, I'm, I'm pissed. Is that low or high? For me, it's low. Oh, that's low. Two hours. I should be at like 850 right now. Ooh, this guy. Right. I might have to delete Dude, my no, Instagram. Because no, no, we posted it at Dude. seven in the morning. Okay. <laughs> I might have to delete my Miss Instagram. Everybody sleep. Time. I know. You're going to have to delete it and repost it. The algorithm. So, so everybody go back and like this post. At Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, that algorithm change did make yeah, I mean, made a huge difference. You see the same the, stuff over and right. over. All day. Right. All day. It's annoying. Wait, what? What y'all talking about? Instagram, now the room. So the way you see content now is based on like same what shit. you what you, you like it three hours later, <laughs> and it's just like oh, it's the same thing. You'll scroll for a whole hour. Right, right, it's right. Same bitches. It's yeah, it's, it's irritating. So by the time this podcast comes out, it might be Instagram. So well, I feel like I miss, you I still follow them. <laughs> I miss the fact that when you just saw pictures in chronological order. Yeah, yeah. You, I feel like you have to like build momentum. Yeah. With posts. So like to get your posts for more people to show, you have to have like four or five good ones in a row. Right, right. That's just painful. And it's like, probably got the little cash behind it. Yeah. I think that's where they're trying to do. Yeah. Jump on the way. Throw my hand and carry it. Now we'll get dirty carry it. Yes, sir. Got a hit. I just thought about that. Oh, my gosh. Was it? Okay. I think we got to talk hip hop. Okay. I mean, yeah. Let's talk mistakes. We got one. I heard um, Lil Birdie tell me that y'all wanted to hear my new single. So, I mean, Okay. Back in, back in the day, uh, 10th, 11th grade, me and my boy Danny Ferrer. Um, Do you do music now still? Nah, okay. it was just kind of like a hobby. We both just kind of, he was ambitious. He was like, yo, like, let's let's get this mic. We got a mic. Then we're like, yo, let's get this mic stand. We got a mic stand. And then he tur- kind of converted this closet into a, a studio because he lived in his parents' basement, just, you know, had the whole basement to himself. So he, uh, you know, every day after school, I would just go over there, we just drop tracks. Uh, and honestly, just write lyrics. That's just, you know, waste four hours to just make a song. You know, not not thinking of doing anything with it. And then just kind of accumulate it to like, yo, like, let's drop this mixtape. Like, we got all these tracks. Like, we made a music video, too. Who made yeah. y'all beats? Uh, so we would just get them off of... Um, on YouTube? No, just off of these, like, websites, like, where 
producers. Oh, yeah, 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 we would get it for free, so it still had like their little tag yeah, on it, you know, yeah. at the beginning of the song. But I mean, they would let you download them, so we just, you know, and we weren't reselling this music, so like, right. you know. But we got like three mixtapes. Got a song on World Star that has almost five hundred thousand views. No, way. Oh, yeah, shit. I was on World Star like tenth grade. I was or eleventh grade. I was the man. Dog. What's what what you saying, saying, girl? It's called. Uh, Is that the one you were playing? Yeah, it's called Naughty Bacardi on. Uh, what you saying, girl? It's on um, SoundCloud. Mama, mama, take two of my on my bed. See how crazy she can get. Hey, hey. I just want y'all to enjoy this chorus real quick. What you saying, girl? Randy Glockapillo. I got a little song too. If y'all want to hear my song, hey. hey. I'll play y'all my verse, hold on. Oh, this is the chorus. I think I'm coming right here. Mm. Lyro. Whoa. Whoa. I want some paper to blow. Whoa. Stuck in the money, Lyro. Whoa. I'm gonna come here, hold on. Mmm. Whoa. Ugh. It's showing on that TV, ho. Mmm. I'm gonna just hear it and go. Peace. Grab the spray, on me your phone. Just to get back in my... That, that's all y'all get. Yeah. 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 Don't freeze the back. Don't freeze the back. Hey, Parker, we got something for you? We got hey, something from you? I mean, yeah. if you insist. If, if we got let's hear it. Let's hear it. Oh, shit. Rabbi, you need to go start looking for something. I know, Doc. I ain't got nothing, Rabbi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rob looks like he dropped some tracks before, man. I know you. Rob looks smooth, smooth operator, man. Rob looks like Lisa Scott saw him and then drew the album cover. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Hey, me and Brandon was talking last night. We, we never know what you, what you, what you think in public statements. You always got something. You always skip it. Yeah, I always be thinking that. You skip it at all times. Oh, I love it though. I love it. There's nothing wrong with it. My man Rob had the hoodie with the blazer on last night <laughs> on some vibes. <laughs> I wish I had a picture to show the camera. Quick 16 for us, bro. Quick 16, man. Let me see. I'm like, I know you guys saw the hell now. <laughs> but yeah, you said you got a picture of that? That blazer? Oh, uh, my, uh, my Russell Westbrook after that? <laughs> well, like I, see, I just needed some, uh, yeah, and, and some, another foot. In the meantime, I'm going to pull up one of these tracks. Hey, for everybody watching. Hey, yo. B's on the squad. He is the mastermind of between all of the cables and how that works. All the video Some cameras. Let's show your face on the camera, dog. Come on, yeah, just pop, man. Just pop yeah. Hey. Come through, come through. Yeah, yeah, Get you a mic, man. So tell tell hey, us what's going through your head while you were singing this song, man. Yo, Yo song, I, song, I'm actually on. I'm, I'm, I've got mad slow service. Oh, that that video mind. you posted, you got that on your phone? Oh, yeah, yeah. Bounce back. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. All right, let me go ahead and play it for y'all real quick. Let's see. 
tears in my eyes. I can't forget where I came from. I got my love in my eyes. Oh, hey. There you go. There you go, right here. This you rapping? Yeah. Mmm, oh. Oh. The visuals are crazy. Yeah, where, you, where are you recording this at? At my crib, man. I'm saying. Oh, this. Oh, we shot this in Lawrenceville. Wow. Yeah. It's a little alley. Mm. Drop the IG name so they can go see this video. At B Woods JR. Yeah. At B Woods JR. Yeah. One more time. Yeah. One more time. Hey, hit me up. Hit me up. IG, Twitter, hey. SoundCloud. Hey. At B Woods JR. What's that song called? I like it, man. It's called Bounce Back. Bounce Back. Did anybody? Yeah. Uh, did anybody like walk by as y'all was recording? Nah, nah. We did it on a Sunday. Um, um, like, you know, later on in the day. So we was just chilling. It, it was really, it was really nobody around. So. Uh, I remember I tried to make a video. Not even. It was like a, just a video on Instagram or something public. I just felt. Hella awkward. Everybody was just like staring at me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did y'all see Iman Shumpert's track he, he just dropped? Nah, uh, it was not. It, it, was, it was actually really good, but he dropped this really great video that Tiana Taylor directed. Mm. That's yeah. that's a that's a hip-hop power couple. Man. That's a great resource to have. Cultural sure. power couple. <laughs> You're dropping a track, she's a great resource to have, yeah. for sure. No mm -hmm. doubt about that. Yeah, the video was, was nasty. It's yeah. like, it was really cool. Has anybody heard Lev Bell's Marshall album? Mute. Marshall <laughs> Gamble? Drop the mixtape. Was it good? I haven't heard it. Damien Lillard. You better hear that one. Dame Dalla. girl, what you saying? So what you're saying is I'm the best athlete, uh, musician you ever heard? I mean, you're the only one I've seen on World Star. So yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top five. What's that? Top five, top five. Top five. Okay. What's that? <laughs> facts, facts. I, I put y'all in my top five of athlete rappers. Respect. Yeah. I think I only know five. But. <laughs> Absolutely. Respect. I'll take it. Top five. What about who your top two? Who your top two rappers? Right, who's your top two rapper artists oh, of no. all time? Let's do that. Not, not even top that. two, because he, he has some good ones that I agree with. Let's do top four. Top four? As a squad? Or no, just each one. Each one. Artist, artists, or rappers? Art. Let's do rappers. Rappers. Top top four rappers. J. Cole. Number Rich one. Yeah. Brad, 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 Brad hates J. Cole. I don't hate him. It's J. Cole's <laughs> my guy. <laughs> Brad doesn't get J. Cole's my guy. Number two, Drake. Drizzy. Mm -hmm. And it's Drake is number two, not just because of his art, but because of how I relate to it. Mm -hmm. So like my my weighting is not based on just pure skill or pure anything or like records based on how I relate to it. Mm -hmm. Drake two, uh, Kendrick three, Kendrick Lamar, and then that's so tough. Uh, probably ASAP Rocky. Mm. I got you. I'm going J Cole, but not at three or not at one. He's going number three for me. I go Future Drake. Uh, J. Cole and uh, trying to think before. Oh, Future Jenner Born. Yeah, Future's really? My, Future's my guy, man. Wow. He doesn't miss. Brad, let's hear yours. Have you met him? You didn't see nah. the fourth one. I know, I'm thinking. No, maybe. All right. Hey, Future. At Chubb. Come, hey, at Chubb. At Chubb. Come on the show, man. Pull up. Pull up. What about you, Rob? What you got, Brad? Yeah, I'm about to look him up. Skipping. Oh, yeah, look him up. Yeah, yeah, same here. Just all the I'm listening to now. The goat thugger at one. Thugger. Oh, yeah. Uh, then I go. Uh, I go future two. Mm. Drake three. Just not. Let me say. Drake is amazing, but you gotta go behind him. Oh, geez. Mm -hmm. And then uh, 
Just off right now, probably Lil Baby. Just I was just about to say that, bro. I was about to put Lil Baby at number four. He's seven. I was just about to put Lil Baby. Very talented, bro. He's gonna get in that mix. Just gonna? You said just gonna? I mean, gonna cool, but he he, st- he make a lot of music that sound the exact same. <laughs> what about two? I am not a gonna fan. I like Gunner. Yeah. I like Gunner though. Brad likes Gunner. I'm not. But I like Gunner too. But I just I'm can't. I can't sit there and listen to a whole album straight. Two, uh, two, two changes. changes. One he is good, man. This album is crazy. Yeah. yeah, I still even get the chance to listen to. It. I keep forgetting about it. I, I feel like it's a disconnect with me and Two Changes. Really? You're too old to me. Nah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, fellas. Me and Brad talk too though. Two Chains. I respect them as an artist, but to me, he's either hit or miss. To me, I never heard like a oh like I said average so, two change album. Yeah. Yeah. I never heard, I never heard this yeah. one. I'm just like all right. Nah, I never heard a two change song. That I was like, yeah, I probably come back to that. It's either fuck no or yeah, I'm listening to this every day. Really? There's no in between. To me, with two chains, it's just I never, I'm never on the fence about two chains either. Like, yeah, that shit was hard so, or like nah. this most recent rapper go go to the league album. Mm-hmm. When I heard it, I felt mixed about it. I was like, I don't know if I love this, but mm-hmm. it seems okay. And then I listened to it like two more times, and then I couldn't stop listening to it right. for a week. Ha, top of the statue. I got, uh, I yeah, that's good. That's what, that's Future, right? Yeah. The, 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 yeah. Owner, right? Yeah. I don't know Future. Future's not. I'm talking 2 Chain. Yeah. That's, that's a song. That's, that's 2 Chain yeah, song, yeah. 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 Who you were talking about? Talk about And this is no disrespect to any artist, but you know. Nah. I respect everybody's craft. But just to go back on Gunna, like I think Gunna has a lot of hype, and I'm not saying it's not deserved. But to me, when I when I hear when I hear an artist, their hype before I hear the artist, it just with anything. If I hear the hype behind a movie before I see the movie, it could be the best movie in the world. My expectations are so high, but they they just never live up to it. So with Gunna, if I never heard anybody talk about Gunna, I heard a Gunna song or a mistake, like oh shit, I fuck with him. But the fact that everybody was talking about Gunna and then I heard Gunna, and I'm like, damn, like. A lot of build up. Yeah. For no, uh, I feel you. Just because, yeah, I feel you. Just saying. Yeah, like, if you would have heard them before, you would have been like, you probably wouldn't have liked them, but you would have been understanding. And that's why, why I love like every J. Cole album because nobody ever hypes up J. Cole. <laughs> nobody ever gives him the respect he deserves. And then he just delivers. I, I just and then everything he says and just resonates. I just re listened to KOD and I was just blown away. Bro, he just speaks facts. That KOD album is just oh straight fact. Knowledge. God. Not even facts. Knowledge, bro. It's, was that one song he was like, uh, he was like going to somebody here, 1942 flow or something? 19, 1985. 1985, 1985 yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, with the uh, the New Age rappers. Going at, yeah, like little pop. Yeah, yeah. I, just speaking of J. Cole too, um, I want people to resonate on this line. It's on, uh, it's on Folding Clothes. Is that the inner Folding Clothes? On his, uh, I forgot what album it is. For Your Eyes Only. For Your Eyes Only. He says like this little monologue and he just like preaches on it. He says, dudes from the hood are the best actors. And then he explains why. And I've never heard something as oh. real as that. Because he's basically saying you gotta pull a, put a smile on. Can we, can we pull that? Can, can I do that? Yeah. We're not violating. But the thing is with me. I don't think Cole will get mad for us nah. playing that snippet. The thing is with me, I do, I'm 24 7 trap music. All yeah. I don't like yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's probably why I don't really like J. Cole. I like ignorance though. Because I don't, <laughs> I don't live an ignorant life. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So I don't live. Through, I got live. Through, I like living through people. You feel me? That's fair. Oh, that's fair. Here we go. Here we go. Niggas from the hood is the best actors. Only the ones that gotta wear our face backwards. Put your frown on before they think you soft. Never smile longer. Take your defense off. Acting tough so much we start to feel hard. Live from the city where they pull cars. I got a Glock 40 and a Lil 9. Ready for the day a nigga pull mine. We 
niggas from the hood is the best actors. You gotta learn to speak in ways that's unnatural. Facts. Just to make it do the job interviews. If my niggas hurt me, they say, damn, what's gotten in the Yo, Cole's Ooh. preacher, yo. That's crazy. Ooh. Shout out to Cole for just being <laughs> the <laughs> realist. Bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, Gotta talk different just to get a job bigger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's acting. If you think about it, that's not them. He yeah. talks about it all the time in other times too, where people will be like, yo, why do you talk like that? Right, yeah. right. That's, that's inspirational. Yeah, yeah. I heard that, I was, like, I was blown away. There's another line in, uh, I think it's Katie, or maybe it was Four Eyes Only, where he's like, what's the point of getting my whole squad into first class right. when they don't yeah. even want us there? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. What's the point? What's the point of first class if my just can't sit? Yeah, oh, that's why we, I said it how I said it. Yeah. <laughs> y'all heard of the baby? Not little baby, but the baby. That's another dude with the gunner thing. Had so much hype. Had so much hype. I feel you. So much hype. I Everybody talked about his album. I listened to it. I'm not blown away. So I'm just like, all right. Like, but, but. You got one good one? Please listen to the, uh, to the beginning of, because like, all right, so backstory. He was on the flight and his lady tried to say her to Allah and to it. It's just like an intro to the song. Yeah, it's out. So, give me three seconds. <laughs> this is an ad? That's good. It's on oh YouTube. It's on I'm going baby on baby. Nah, <laughs> we said first class baby. Oh, no. baby. <laughs> I don't know why you don't like him though. I just told you. Everybody gave him hype. I heard his. But he's hard though. He's straight. Yeah. Sound like him from Houston. He's a Charlotte for you. He's from Charlotte. That's how people love him. Really? Yeah. That's why he's so much hype because he's and one of the few North Carolina rappers. You're in the midst of all the hype too. Yeah. Besides like J Cole, he's probably the only one rapping North Carolina. Charlotte Jr. Yeah, Dennis Miller. Did you go to Austin? I didn't. That's when we were in Jamaica. Yeah. Big move. But I mean, the hype, the the Super Bowl hype. I just I couldn't go to All Star two weeks later after what I just experienced Super Bowl weekend. I just think we wouldn't. Super Bowl was crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Like ten times. Too much. Yeah. So I mean, I I knew All Star would not be up to par for my expectations. Not saying it wasn't a good weekend. People loved it. Super Rob was in a super funny. He was playing basketball with oh, uh, with Gary B. Yeah. Mm. And <laughs> Gary rolls his ankle. It's on his like Instagram yeah. and everything too. He rolls his ankle while he's playing. Rob left all his lasso in the <laughs> I, I was packing light. I drove in, I, I didn't want And you watched the vlog. I should have gave him the ones that had on my feet. You should have. But did, did he ever get some? Yeah, email them so yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you ever went there. Well, his, his brother AJ is an investor in mm -hmm. myself. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. 
but I just thought that was Rob called me. He's like, bro, you will not believe what just happened. <laughs> Rob. And I had part like, like a mile away because you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. didn't know where we were going. Right, right. Part was like $40. Yeah. I ended up going back to the car looking for it. Right, right. Like, oh, that was so Yo, funny. How about they pick me up with my coupon? Sounds like the only black guy. <laughs> Did they? Yeah. But you can't hoop. You, this I'm is your thing. Them. This is your thing. You say you can't hoop, but you're incredibly athletic. <laughs> Rod, the last time we played basketball, was like, yo, I haven't touched the basketball in three years. Like, or like two years. Bro, he, he splits a double team and then drives <laughs> to the rim and does a 360 layup around the defender. What is that? You cannot play That's some like typical rap shit. Like, just like, <laughs> say something you like. You don't know what's like, going through his head. But lowball himself, like, with low <laughs> expectations so everybody doesn't think nothing of it and it just blow away the competition. It's crazy. Like, yeah, I mean, I used to, you know what I'm saying? I want you to look at me like you look at me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> this dude, we're, we're shooting content earlier this week, and we're doing like PT, like PT and like rehab exercises and like different stuff. Mm -hmm. And the shoot was scheduled for Rob to do 12 exercises. It's gonna take like an hour. I talked to him the next day, I was like, yo, Rob, how's the shoot go? He's like, man, it lasted forever, like four hours. I was like, four hours? Would you? How many exercises did you do? He said, 60. <laughs> you worked out for four hours? <laughs> Next day, yeah, that's we're, having, hilarious. we're having strategy meetings. Rob's just like face down on the table. <laughs> At lunch, he's got two uh, plates. <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. He had bulked up for that shoot too. I really he did, came back yeah. 20 pounds lighter the next day. Yeah, that was that's funny. Four hours. Four 60 hours. exercises per what? That's not even an exaggeration. That's four it's, hours. Did you take breaks or you just... I had to take Yeah. Why do you say it like that's like not normal? That's what I'm saying. I just... I had to take a couple years. Yeah, it was a couple. Couple breaks. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. That's like... So the, the first time I met Brandon, we were in oh. Charlotte. We were having these like randomly eating tacos at like one a.m. And uh, I was like, "So what you got tomorrow?" He's like, "I got a workout." Like, "Oh, when?" He's like, 5 a.m." <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't you be sleeping? Yeah, was that what yeah, was that before yeah, the that flight. Was, yeah, that was a, before the flight. Yeah, and he had a six a.m. flight. Like, so Brad had the uh, Benadryl Award in Charlotte, our ACC player, defensive player of the year thing, and then uh, met up with Parth that we had tacos like at. One of, yeah. one or two in the morning, had drinks, had a workout with Dave Doran, the head uh, football coach at NC State at like six a.m. Had a flight at seven thirty. Didn't even shower. No like, way. Parker's in the shower. <laughs> Parker's like, why are you here right now? Yo, did you remember those Port Bailey? Uh, that's what that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's yeah, what we yeah, had. The, uh, the watermelon, watermelon tacos. Yes. Yeah, you didn't like it. I like the watermelon Mitch. I, I, I like watermelon was cool. Yeah. Shout out Mitch. Yeah. Just fat. Yeah, put, the Port Bailey was all fat. It was like half fat, fifty percent fat. Yeah. That was. The watermelon was But that was fire, though. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people all the time about that place. Every time I see them there, I don't know watermelon taco. Yeah. So it was like it was a pork belly with yeah. watermelon. You wouldn't think it would work, but it worked. Like a little small, uh, yeah, a little tapa. Yeah. Tapa. Yeah, and I, I, I said to Brandon, this is like the, legitimately the first time we've hung out. I yeah. was like, bro, like, don't you need sleep for your job? And he's like, nah, I've always been like this. Brad sleeps a lot, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in the bed. Under the bed. That's crazy. I'm like a, with work, mm -hmm. I'm a nine hours a night kind of guy. Yeah. Like, I sleep at 10, I wake up at 7. It's like real nine hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, LeBron sleeps 12 hours a day, you know? Yeah. yeah. My body won't even let me do that. What? 
go to sleep for that long. Really? I would try to go to sleep at like 10, probably. Like when I'm working out and stuff. My body just wake me up at 7 just out of nowhere and I can't fall back to sleep. PTSD. Mm-hmm. Well, LeBron does, what? um... What does that mean? Post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh, college, college, yeah, yeah, scared, scared as hell. Scared yeah. as hell. I mean, if, even on a Saturday, if my alarm don't go off at 6, in college, I was fucking freaking out. Yeah, but yeah, now yeah, I had shit to do yeah, till yeah, yeah. 3 p.m. But I'm thinking you're just, just programmed that way. Oh, uh, because you miss practice. Yeah, you, you miss practice. You, you miss workouts? Yeah. I just want to work out also. How'd that go? In college? I mean, it was at a point <laughs> with my, I was a senior, and I mean, I pretty much like, I could do what I want, but I didn't do what I want. Yeah. And it was just one of those things. It was just kind of like, it just don't let it happen. Yeah. My retro freshman year, we uh, <laughs> we used to have practice at night instead of in the morning. So we uh, so I was done with class at like two o'clock. Uh, we had like team dinner before practices. That was like at five. Practice wasn't until like seven thirty. So you got like two hours to do your homework, whatever. So I took a nap. I woke up at like eight forty-five. <laughs> I thought it was the morning because I woke up and it was pitch dark outside. So I'm you know they just taking my time looking at my phone, like you know like just randomly just like spaced out. I'm like, yo, and I just ran to the practice field. Like, and I'm a red shirt freshman at the time, so I'm like, damn, I'm about to, you know, I'm in yeah. the doghouse forever. And then it was just, uh, it was just crazy, bro. That doesn't mean that's PTSD. No, I had to watch practice, and everybody's like, yo, chill the fuck you doing? Yeah, everybody's making you feel bad, like, yo, like, yeah, yeah. practice started too. You know what I'm saying? Like, but the thing is, I feel like, I feel like it helps us out because we're not those guys. We're not, even though he, he could have been in the position, I could have been in the position to be like, I'm not, I don't feel like practicing. I, don't, I ain't gonna come. You know what I'm saying? We, we go about it every day, so it, yeah. I feel like that, that helped us out, too. Not putting us in the doghouse, because yeah. doing everything we're supposed to do. Yeah. Just like a one-time. So yeah, that like wasn't a, like yeah, it's not like it's, yeah. yeah. People make mistakes. That's, but that nap situation, that's probably one of the best feelings in life, is when you sit down for a nap, and it's like six hours later, you wake yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> or you don't sit down for a nap, and then you just, you like, <laughs> you wake up, you're like... Uh, I like those naps when you're sitting on the couch watching something, like real interesting, and then you just like feel yourself dozing off and you just let it go. You just let it go. Well, you let it. And that's when you just yeah. let it go. You yeah, just let it go. Instead of forcing yourself to Instead of like, yeah, laying down, getting under the cover. Yeah, just let it happen. Don't <laughs> just let it happen, bro. For real. Just let it happen. Don't bite. Don't Do you have like a show? So I have like specific shows that I'll turn on if I'm trying to fall asleep. Just, just because like you know that you could. I know it's boring. Enough, yeah, 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 yeah. No offense to the show. Like it's like it's, a, it's, it's interesting. It's, like it's interesting, watching, but it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It will, yeah, it will put you to sleep. Which uh, is, it's every sports show. Pretty much, yeah, every sports show. Like, like thirty for thirty, yeah, thirty for thirties, yeah. What y'all watching on Netflix now? Oh, right now? Yeah. Do you watch Umbrella Academy? Bro. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The thing is, it takes five episodes to really get into, into it. it. Yeah. And then like, you can't. But when everything clicks, it's over with. Yeah, That's yeah. it becomes the best show. You it's need to so Umbrella you probably, Academy. You probably won't watch it. Why? <laughs> because it's gonna take too long for it for it, the kicker for the kicker to hit. <laughs> like two or three. Yeah, it's gonna be like four episodes, four or five episodes. That's I, why I, I never was, got in Game of Thrones. I was hooked after episode one. Oh. I didn't start Game of Thrones. I didn't get it. Breaking Bad because they're too addictive. Yeah. I didn't get Umbrella Academy after episode one. I didn't get it. Really? It was just too much going on. How many seasons is it? One. It's just one. So far. But it's good. It's yeah. so good. You're not going to like it though, so don't even. Y'all watch Billions? No, I never heard uh-huh. of it. Mm-hmm. Watch Get Down? Show. Watch season one. Huh? Get Down? Have you seen it? Uh-huh. That's like, is that one good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's recently. Started. You said you watched it. It's on Hulu, right? Yeah. No, you did watch Billions? Oh, you didn't like it? No, I loved it. It's like oh, yeah. Season, like, okay. Because they're on season, uh-huh. they just started season four. Bro, it's just like. I love the show. Mm-hmm. I really don't need to know about yeah. the sex life yeah. of the FBI guy. Yeah. It's just a little TMI for that. <laughs> like, it doesn't add anything. Yeah. It just makes it uncomfortable. Right, right. I got you. Barkley, when I say stuff like that, is like, no, that's what they're trying to, like, they succeeded because they made you uncomfortable. And yeah. I'm just like, well, I still don't want to watch it. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I mean, it definitely so that's probably the only thing I'm. That's the only thing I'm binge watching right now. Mm. 
What's that? Oh, the cash. Yeah, I'll just mm. like uh, dude. Jaden has a um, he voices over um, a character in an anime show on Netflix called Neo Yokio. <laughs> Honestly, one of the latest like litest shows what on is Netflix. Again? Neo Yokio. It's like a play on New York, but it's basically like all these rich privileged kids and they have like kind of social media stuff that like ranks them and the top like bachelors are like popular. It's like it's kind of like weird yeah. play on fame. And the whole thing I think is produced by the lead singer of the of Vampire Weekend. Mm. Don't quote me on that, but something along those lines. The show's amazing. Jaden voices the main character and just kills it. I... Jaden Smith's on my top ten list, by the way. He's great. He, he, if if that wasn't Will Smith, I think he would be way more of an established. When I say that, because his dad, nothing, nothing wrong with Will, but like everybody tries to compare him to Will, and he's oh, not because really. yeah. Will was such a large, not, bigger head, that's large presence with Fresh Prince, being a great actor, being a we might be on the one of the probably the best Instagram influencers of all time. Will but, was Will was legitimately my biggest role model, and then once he started vlogging, right. it was almost like I got too much. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm not into his like his stuff now. Like yeah, his little rebrand. Is but. that um Fresh Prince movie fake news? Have y'all seen like the little yeah. trailer for it? I thought that was a real thing. Uh, I'm, I'm asking. I didn't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was real. You thought it was, you think it's real? Yeah. Oh, good. What y'all think about? Is he was he about to be like a Aladdin or a genie or something? Oh yeah, in Aladdin he's Who, uh, Aladdin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm not. I don't dig live action remakes. Yeah. I don't yeah. It's for kids though. Yeah. So like if you're like sit like Taylor right Remember Shaq Taylor will love it Shazam yeah he's like let me let me jump in on was this. it Sh- it was called Shazam I thought so I mean, yeah. yeah was it Shazam or Kazam because Shazam's I thought the superhero movie coming out with Zachary Levi yeah so it might have been Kazam yeah but while we're on to this topic of entertainment part of the rock yo your answer as well what books are you on reading right now what, what books am I listening to <laughs> reading. Not reading any book. Well, actually, you know what? Uh, yeah, Fonda got me a book. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah, D Wade's book. Uh, Shout out D Wade. D Wade, mm-hmm. what up? Good stuff, man. He's a good dude. He's a real good dude. I feel like it's it's just when you see somebody. Oh with, yeah, you saw his last game. Didn't you? Or yeah, and I saw the one here. Yeah, so. that photo blew up for me. By the way. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah, I saw you posted up. Yeah, it got like a thousand likes. For real? Yeah, that's high for me. Yeah, yeah I'm not. Popular like that. Um, um, uh, was that the shoot day? The same day? We were the yeah, four yeah, agreements. Yeah, yeah. It's a 60, 60 workout day? Yeah. Right. What's it about? Four agreements is basically like I didn't know that was if up. you were to distill life into like four things that you should follow mm-hmm. as like principles for life, it's that. But it's it's super woke. It's an amazing book. Four agreements. Yeah. Really good. Just, I found the first two and got me them. And that one's, I haven't read that one. Yeah. Um, the other one that I really like, I'm on my third time through it. Um, it's called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. Mm. It's by this dude named Vishen Lakiani. He runs like a company called Mind Valley. It's like a meditation and mm-hmm. awareness company. What's dope about this book is its whole thesis is that when you're born into the world, it's kind of like The Matrix. Um, you all have seen The Matrix? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been a while. So in The Matrix, there's like certain rules that are real and not real. But when you're born into the Matrix, like when you're born and you're in The Matrix from birth, you think every rule that you're told is really real, real right yeah. so his whole thing is like in life there's a bunch of rules that are only rules because society tells you they're rules but you can break them mm. and it's about testing and finding what's fake what are the fake walls on what you can achieve with your life from a happiness standpoint and like a success standpoint and like getting your head in a place where you're really building the stuff that 
guides your life. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I really like it because it's just a really nice way to describe it. And the dude, he does this like really interesting meditation. He hooked his brain up to a bunch of machines and um, was basically able to measure the different wavelengths and found that when he practiced a forgiveness exercise, it took his brain into the same meditative state as expert monks. Mm. So like he teaches like those types of exercises mm-hmm. in the book where like you can put it in your routine every day and it puts you like in that in the zone in the flow state. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah, it sounds dope. But what you? about you? I'm on. I'm I'm an econ geek. So I'm on super freaking knowledge right now. <laughs> 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 super freaking knowledge is a series. It started with freakonomics. Super freakonomics. They have a book. Mitch actually put started me on it. How to rob a bank. So the, the author of all these books are the same, but How to Rob a Bank is a good one too. Um, so yeah, I'm on that one right now. Okay. I'm. A, uh, I think my next book is gonna be called The Art of Learning. So I've heard of that one. Yeah, I've heard of it too. Yeah. Um, couldn't give you really a bat- backdrop on it, but it's supposed to be really okay. interesting on how this dude trained himself to kind of learn, just you know, learn in different ways to kind of access potential in them. So. All right. What are you reading? Uh, D-Wade. D-Wade. Yeah, follow first and then listen to some old some throwbacks. Um, seven uh, habits of highly yeah. effective people. And yeah. I've been uh, listening to something called Inhumane's. Yeah, so. What you want, bud? I'm not reading nothing. Yeah. When I, when I, my free time, I close my eyes. Like you said, I like to sleep a lot, so. Yeah. I need to start reading, though. What, 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 what's the name of that book you said? I'll send it to you. Right. Yeah. Okay. Play games, anything like that? Not really. You're not. Hey, on you the, you're not. I got. Player. I got consoles, but I don't yeah. really use them. Yeah. You don't do like uh like ATV and stuff with y'all. We, I mean, I, I technically can't. Yeah. So I mean, I can, but if I get hurt doing it, then it's gonna be a whole other story. So I don't even risk it. So. Is that they spell out in contract, right? Specific things you can't do. Yeah. 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 What can't you do that you did that like you never even like would have done? Skydiving. <laughs> Bungee jumping. You never skydive. What? No. Well, I would do that when yeah, I'm done yeah. playing. I want to. I'll do it when I'm done playing, but yeah. I don't see no point in it right now. So, yeah. I, I'm starting to listen. Brandon put me on podcast ways. Yeah, you are. You ever heard the uh, the serial podcast? No, I haven't listened to it, but I've seen it. Bro, next level. Yeah. You, you should, I told him he didn't listen to it. He didn't, he didn't listen to the fourth but I mean, I haven't listened to it yet, but well, <laughs> it's next one. Serial season one. I'm a podcast one. guy. Serial season yeah, you one. You do you do a lot of podcasts, right? Yeah, this is like my third or fourth one. Me and Brad did one with Barstool and our agent uh, during Super Bowl weekend. Nice. I did one with this uh, this broadcaster from my from my uh, from Wake Forest two weeks ago. So you've got a good podcast voice. Appreciate it, man. You too. Yeah, you got a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate. It. That's a great compliment. <laughs> man. I guess we're getting to that point. Brad's we, we putting on toes his shoes. Yeah, 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 y'all want to see these toes? <laughs> nah, don't show them toes. <laughs> this carpet real comfortable, so yeah, my feet start to get air conditioned doing it too. Yeah. Is there anything you guys want to plug before we wrap up? Chubb Foundation. Chubb Foundation. At, at Chubb, at Chubb, at Chubb. At Chubb, at Chubb Foundation. At Astronaut. At Astronaut. At Astronaut, at Chubb, uh, what else? I don't know, man. Just check us out. Poodle. Chubfoundation.com. If you want to donate, give back, hear our story, anything, uh, you can find it all there. You can reach out to us, too. Um, yeah, we'll give you any information you need. Throw that follow. 
like I said, my picture right now like today is uh, <laughs> it's hurting. So you know what I'm saying? Hit that follow, hit that double tap on that picture too. Get my clout back up. Comment. Yeah, do it out, out <laughs> if you guys had to give maybe one piece of advice that's like we're off season theme, right? So it's like when you're prepping to get back into things, um, anything that you would share from a mentality standpoint to like a younger version of yourself. Uh, I tell myself all the time, be the best. My uh, linebacker coach in college, we used to break everything down with be the best. So um, obviously nobody's gonna be the best at anything, but if you strive to be the best, you'll at least be the best of that person you are and that potential. So just knowing that at a young age, if you just cultivate that mindset, it'll always, you know, stay with, it stayed with me and he was my coach for four years. And I, you know, that was five years ago. So um, just be the best and put your best foot forward. Um, get nothing out of half, half ass and anything. So, you know, why waste your time? Be the best and just try. That's our thing. That's why we're astronaut and Pluto. Uh, we just shoot for the stars. It's just kind of our thing. Of, you know, shoot for the stars. Um, there's no limit to anything. You know, like Future said, man, never stop. Keep going. You know, how are you gonna tell me the sky's the limit when your footprint's on the moon? I know. You know what's interesting about that? Be the best thing. I know oh, we said we got to stop, but I got, I got, I got poetry it. slam. Go. Um, I got the. the there's <laughs> like. Snap his fingers. <laughs> There's like that moment when you're, there's like two ways to be the best. One is like to always push yourself, but the second is with your decision-making mm. to make the decision your best self would make at any given time. Right. I feel like that's a unique way to look at things where it's like, yo, I want to do this or I want to improve, but it's like, if you're able to stop and look at things from a different perspective, from almost like a wiser version of yourself, right. you can almost self-correct before you make a mistake where it's like, yeah. okay, should I really be doing this? Right, right. That's important too, just cause like I said, you only got so many, you know, chances, so many years and, you know, the space of where you're in, you know, you're only that age for a certain amount of time. So being able to maximize those decisions, cause you make a mistake that's taking a step backwards, you know? Right. And then you gotta regain, you gotta take two steps just to get past the one you know, mistake you made. So I think that's a great point on your part as well. Yeah, my, uh, my advice to myself is just SAS. We got it all over our weight room. Just me still ain't shit. Um, no, no, like no matter what, no matter if you weight MVP, defensive MVP, whatever, still, you know what I'm saying? You just got to have that mindset that I still ain't did nothing yet. I still, I'm still the same old kid from here out of Georgia who's been working his tail off to get to this level. So I got to keep that mindset every day. I, I, uh, last week, uh, we got a new investor on board and I was filming myself. <laughs> and right after that, I got a call from my girl. She says, Hey, uh, can you, uh, Come home at 5 30. I need some help carrying some stuff up in my car, and that was like the situation for me. It was like, yeah, no matter what you do, you're yeah. yourself, but you go and carry the yeah, groceries to the car. You still gotta go do your fucking laundry, you still yeah. gotta carry the stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right, work. Yeah, Thank man. You guys. Episode one. You. Episode one, too. Best yeah. episode. Yeah. I don't know how you're gonna top this one, but you could try. We're just gonna stop. <laughs> now, nah, I appreciate y'all having us, man. Yeah, for sure. Time. Yeah, thank you both. Now, so I'm just talking. Unfiltered, un unscripted, no cap. Off season, no cap. <laughs> how y'all gonna spell off season? Like actual season or S Z N? Like, mm, oh my god. Are we going Johnny Manziel season or are we going? I like going? that better. That's uh, hard. Yeah. F Z N. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Got yeah, us back anytime for sure. Yeah, appreciate y'all. Appreciate, appreciate you. What's you know? We can wrap. What, what, what's yeah. what we got to say? I don't know. I'm trying, what? trying to plug Robin somehow. Oh, I mean, I mean, Rob's yeah. a goat. At I am Rob Owens. <laughs> I am Rob Owens. Oh, <laughs>
I am the Rob Owens is what it should be. Uh, <laughs> see, that's the thing. Mr. Scott Porter. Stolen <laughs> Check out his shots, man. This is Scott Porter. Yeah, shout out Scott Porter. Yeah, we can stop. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Whew.